When walking on eggshells seems appropriate, maybe it's time to crunch, crunch, crunch. That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Thank you, my friends, for hitting the download button on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Matthew here on a Thursday evening here on the 12th day of November as we record this. And uh, yours truly feeling a little under the weather. Now, it would be normal for anybody, including myself, to run through the whole COVID checklist. Do I have this? Do I have that? Do I have this? Uh, Right now, I, for the most part, don't think that it has anything to do with that. I think it just has to do with this gunk that sometimes gets in my throat and makes me feel like, I don't know, like I have a uh, messed up congestion and it's just a little bit run down. And that's kind of how I feel. Just kind of gunky, you know, just kind of gunky. I mean, in all reality, the quinoa that I had for lunch spiced with garlic and a couple of other things. It smelled terrific. So my smell is there and my taste was definitely there. So that's not really affected. It's just kind of an odd 24 hours and hopefully it kind of goes away after, you know, another 24 hours. So that's what I'm hoping for. So today's version of the Gratitude Journal podcast may be a little bit shortened than what it normally is. Just try to save the cords, you know, for future work. And uh, so that's how things are going. But before this crept in, Last night, as we were kind of sitting around, I just felt like my throat was kind of scratchy. And that's usually an indication that this is kind of coming on. And I went up and got some tea and uh, some green tea that my good friend Ron gave me. It's my last last tea bag, too. But it didn't really seem to help my throat. And I kind of woke up in the middle of the night a couple of times, sort of swallowing, and it was a little painful, and I knew something was kind of getting in there. So that's kind of how things are from a health perspective. So I I do find solace, though, in knowing that today was a leaf pickup day, and last night, while there was still light out, I ran out there with the rake and the leaf blower, and I think I got as many leaves down into the piles that I possibly could so that the truck today could come by and whisk them away, which it did. And so that made me feel good. So aside from being a little bit under the weather and knowing that my leaves are pretty much done for the year, I mean, it's the last time I'm going to pick up a rake. Uh, (laughs) uh, Things are okay. You know, my art artist bride is upstairs and has been upstairs all day working on a little project. So it's been fun to, as I wander up occasionally throughout the day, uh, to use the facilities and grab a bite to eat. And I watch her do her thing. And that project is coming along. I feel pretty good about that.
I'm grateful for two things today. And the first thing I can say is that I want to say I'm grateful for the choice that American voters have made. And since we seem to be in this haze of election results, I won't go there quite yet. Okay. I think you know how I feel about it based on previous comments, but here's what I'll say about that. I hover around social media sites quite often and have since the advent of social media sites. And I also see the the toxicity that exists on social media sites, and especially during this election, in the last seven to eight months in particular. And I will say that, and I've said this before, that what I've come to know through social media sites is the true feelings of family and friends. And and this really appoints me in the direction uh, of something that I've really sort of verbalized before and it only uh, validates and justifies my previous statements that you know social media has let us uh, know that there just are certain things that we really don't want to know. I mean, there are things about my family I don't want to know, and now I know, and now I don't know if that I'm better that I know it. And I guess the same goes for certain friends, but there are other friends too who have made their viewpoints known, and this has not been a secret. And I'm referring to a person who really was a student of mine a long time ago when I was a teacher at a business college. And it's the business college where I met my wife. And this was before, you know, you had to have teaching credentials to teach in the proprietary school level. I mean, you could have a bachelor's degree in a certain uh, discipline, And then that was generally good enough. And so that's how I became a teacher, quote unquote. And that's where I met my wife. And and before I embarked on my radio journey, which I always harbored, I always wanted to do that. I never really wanted to be a teacher, you know, growing up as a kid. It's just a job that happened to come along. And I really had a lot of fun and I thought I was pretty good at it. And so... I wanted to make sure that I was a, as much as I could be at my age back then, a guiding force for my students, many of whom were way older than me, you know, adults who were embarking on second careers. And, you know, in my small way, I mean, I taught things that nobody really wanted to take. I didn't teach accounting, which is why some of these students were at that school. I didn't teach data entry or medical assisting, you know, like my wife did. I mean, I taught things like, you know, speech and human relations and just junky things they had to take, (laughs) you know, junky liberal arts courses they had to take in order to fulfill, you know, all of the requirements so that they get their certificate in their particular discipline. However, having said that, I wanted to make sure that I at least gave them like a bright spot, like a highlight. Like, you know, if I have to take English, I want to take it with, you know, Mr. Matthew. That is the conclusion I wanted my students to walk away with. 
And in the course of all these years, there are several of these students who I've just kind of stayed in touch with. And you know, this one particular student who will go nameless because I don't want to embarrass this person, you know, this particular student has been fairly vocal on social media sites about which way that she planned to vote. And that's fine. That's just, this is what social media sites are designed to do. And so I've always felt like there's two ways to make your viewpoint known. There's the hit them over the head with a two by four way. And that can be quite, you know, that can be interesting. That can be entertaining. That's never really been my way. I really prefer to be a little more subtle. And obviously, if you read between the lines, you kind of know where I sit on things. And rather than screaming back and forth, I've tried to, especially during this election, I've tried to take the strategy that I was going to use some logic and that I was going to give credit where credit is due and at the same time make my point that I felt who should be in the Oval Office. And so I think I I've done a fairly good job of that when I've run into these blockades where I knew without, you know, beyond the shadow of a doubt that I was not going to make any inroads. I just sort of slinked away from it and just kind of walked away and which I thought was sort of like a good strategy. But in view of this social media phenomenon combined with the election, combined with the results, combined with the conclusion, combined with the still counting, it's just become even more toxic. And this particular person, in the midst of all of this, seemed to be also going through kind of a tough time. Now, I don't know if the tough time was as a result of the election. I am assuming that it wasn't. And so in the course of these discussions and sometimes private messaging, I said, you know, listen, I know that we've had our differences. And, you know, she has said that as well. You know, we don't really see eye to eye on these things. And that's perfectly fine. But what I can say amongst these tough times is, one, I don't have too many answers about how to cope with things like depression and how to cope with things like anxiety and overall angst. I don't have a three-pointed plan to deal with it. I'm not going to make a YouTube video on it because I don't speak from a position of real experience enough to be able to quote unquote help someone. I can say what I did at this particular time and this seems to give me some solace, but I'm not going to prop myself up as an expert. Still, I was concerned because in the long run, I do consider this person a friend. And sometimes when you have longevity, it makes me feel somewhat involved. It makes me feel somewhat, I guess for want of a better word, I feel 
connected to someone who I've managed to stay in touch with for a long time. Like there was something there that made you stay in touch initially. And after this many years, if you're still in touch, I feel vested in a way. My friend Ginny oftentimes likes to say, I care about this, but I'm disconnected from it. Like I'm disconnected from the standpoint that I'm, I want to make an objective and rational decision. I want to offer a, an objective opinion about this so that, you know, I'm, while I'm disconnected and I care, I want to make sure that I, as your friend, I want to give you this point of advice so that it can be, you know, actionable and all that. And so I guess I feel kind of the same way about this person. And in the course of my advice and a number of other people offered, you know, their particular advice. I won't say what my advice was because, you know, that's private between us. But I guess what I will say is that in the private message that I received, I felt like a lot of this toxicity, not that there was necessarily toxicity between the two of us, but I just think the overall ambiance of tox of the toxic nature was such that it bred some gunk. And I think that both of us like walked around the gunk and said, okay, listen, you know, like this is real life and we have to deal with real life. And okay, this is how I would approach this if I were you. Not your ex teacher, you know, I'm just a guy out here trying to muddle through the fog like everybody else. And, you know, in her note to me, you know, she mentioned, you know, this sort of long standing friendship that we have. And, and, you know, sometimes those notes where someone says to you, I really appreciated you, you know, taking the time to say this at this particular time in my life. Like it kind of wipes out the gunk, maybe even permanently, who knows? I don't know, but at least temporarily at that time. And you just kind of say, you know, if there weren't a pandemic, you know, you would, I guess you would just hug it out and you would say, you know, this is bigger than all of those other things. You know, our mental well being, certainly our physical well being is bigger than those things. And that's really the real reason for our existence is to validate the few friendships that we have and to like do what we can do to hang on to those, whether they're via distance or not. Whether you've stayed in touch constantly all those years or not. I think that's really the key. And I'm grateful for that. Not patting myself on the back grateful that I was able to help. I'm grateful that hopefully somebody's 
existence, at least temporarily, found a minor bright spot based on something that I may have suggested. And yes, for that, I'm grateful. As I'm talking through this podcast, I'm realizing that my head feels kind of like three times larger than it normally does. Like I just want it to go off to the side on my my shoulder. Like that's how I feel. And yet I know the rest of my day, I, I really, this is a workout day. And so I'm trying to summon the energy, you know, to, to, to work out. And sometimes a workout will do that for you. You know, I remember when I was on the air in Washington, DC back in the nineties, And a lot of times during these long songs, I would read magazine articles, you know, when people weren't calling in or whatever. We didn't have like a laptop and surf the Internet because like the Internet really didn't exist. So, you know, you spent time in the studio either talking to listeners on the phone or maybe you ran to another studio and and, you know, did some work on a commercial or something. And then you ran back in the studio and you hit your next song. But a lot of times I would like read magazine articles. And I remember reading an article about Henry Rollins and Henry Rollins, who I never really listened to a whole lot, you know, as a rock artist and, you know, and his, his, I think he was in the band Black Flag. I mean, I really never listened to him as an artist, but I, I had read things about him as sort of like this, like workout junkie and just a person who was just very, like very disciplined and, and just, you know, his thing was, listen, if, I understand depression. I understand anxiety. I understand all those things. Okay. The best thing you can do is to get your ass to a gym. That's the best thing you can do. And I've kind of laughed and like, yeah, right. But really when you get those sort of endorphins flowing and, you know, the serotonin levels are upped and you're getting the blood pumped to those areas that kind of need some extra oomph, it does it does elevate you. And sometimes, even when you're feeling like crap, kind of like I do today, it does have a tendency to move you in a direction and give you some temporary wellness. I So I buy into that. And it's happened some days, <laughs> quite honestly, when I've had one more Christmas ale than I probably should have. And a lot of times, like, I'll wake up in the morning thinking, oh, well, I don't feel so great. But once I kind of got the workout in and out of the way and kind of suffered through the first half, the back half of it, I kind of felt better. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, fingers crossed that I'm feeling a little better. The thing is, is I don't get sick very often. I mean, really, I don't. I can count on my hand the number of times where I basically said, I'm not going down here in the studio to do work. I mean, it's just been so, it just doesn't happen all that much. And so when I feel under the weather, usually it's, 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 you know, it pretty much plows me under. We're hoping it's not because of some virus, you know, but they never know how these things work out. I think I had referenced in an earlier podcast, maybe a couple of podcasts ago, that I was kind of awaiting some word about 
potentially a, a new client. And, and that kind of came to pass. And it looks like that's going to come to be. And this would be a nice little injection. And I'm grateful for that because, you know, the thing is, I've lost a good amount of, of business because of this virus. I've lost some business this year, not because of this virus. And, you know, like a lot of businesses, you know, I applied for this PPP loan and, and received it, but I kind of felt bad because I kind of said to myself, you know, some of this business I've lost really wasn't because of the virus. And I even went up to my bank and I said, you know, I feel kind of bad. Like maybe I shouldn't have taken this, you know? And, you know, their response was, Hey, listen, you know, we don't know how long this is going to go and you could lose business down the road. So you better just, you know, sit tight. You never know what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. And again, I'm not going to go into all the finer details, but you know, people are hurting out there. There are businesses hurting and they really have no choice but to cut back. And I, to a certain extent, based on what I do for them, I am a luxury, and I know that. And I've been a luxury for several years, even before COVID-19, because I work primarily with radio stations. And what I do for them is a luxury. And I'm grateful that I'm a part of these teams and a part of these the various staffs that I get to work with. And, and I try to do everything I can possibly do to deliver, you know, 110% and to be on time and to be topical and timely. And when the virus hit, I knew kind of what was going to happen. So I'm grateful for this very small little chunk of PPP loan that I was able to get. And for people to get a win, like to get a job and to be able to succeed during a pandemic in light of everything else that's going on where tons and tons and tons of people have not been able to succeed. They have everything to be grateful for. And, you know, when this particular group said, Hey, we could use some of your services and we're ascertaining where we sit in light of everything that's going on right now, we'll get back to you. You know, these weeks kind of stretched on and stretched on. And today, finally, this thing was sort of consummated. And, for that, you know, that little chunk of extra change, I'm very grateful for that. I'm hoping that it's going to blossom into something long term and that it's going to work out for both of us. I, I think that it, it should. But in light of everything that's been going on, I'm just very grateful and if you're in a situation where you get to keep your job and you get to do status quo, you're keeping your situation and they're allowing you to work at home or, you know, you only have to go in a couple of days a week. I mean, these things are huge things to be grateful for. I'm just so surprised that with everything going on, especially with the rise in case numbers here in the state of Ohio, that there isn't more, that there aren't more businesses 
that have gone under. They're doing everything they can do to stay afloat. I mean, it was only a couple of weeks ago where the daily numbers I'd read about in the paper were at the 1700 mark. And today we're above 6,000. I don't can't account for what exactly is adding to these monstrous numbers, but it's patently clear to this guy, this little guy sitting in his basement lair, speaking into a microphone to you, trying to find things to be grateful about. It's patently clear to me, if your state hasn't issued a mask mandate, it's time to put the damn thing on and just tough it out. I mean, come on. I'm surprised that we're still reading articles about here are the three or four things you need to do. Keep your distance. Wear a mask. I can't believe we're even still talking about those things. That should have been a done thing long ago. And at least to me, my opinion, because it's my podcast, the argument about it infringes on my rights to wear a mask. There, there's not even any water in that argument anymore. I mean, that's just a dumb argument. We just all need to band together and find the way until some vaccine emerges that we move ourselves in the direction of just doing what we can do so that in the end, our sense of gratitude will be, oh, I got the vaccine today or, you know, the second vaccine, since apparently we have to have a couple and that we're going to emerge out of this. So I'm going to go try to work out, even though I don't feel so great. And maybe I'll feel better, and maybe I'll feel better tomorrow, I hope. Hopefully you're doing okay, feeling well. I guess we'll have to figure out ways to deal with the upcoming holidays, and how are we going to replace all of the family get-togethers? If you have family get-togethers, grateful that we've had family get-togethers. Some don't. But that's for another time. And until then... Be safe, be well, and thank you for downloading and listening to another edition of the Gratitude Journal podcast.